You know, I think our state is home to plenty of top-tier food destinations, but one type of food we do exceptionally well and just doesn't get enough love, I think, is the dumpling. Hear me out. It was also brought to our attention that sometime last month, Guy Fieri was seen eating dumplings in Sisters, Oregon at a Himalayan restaurant. Now, no shade of sisters, but Portland has some pretty amazing spots as well. So with the weather soon turning cozier, today on CityCast Portland, we're talking with Brooke Jackson Glidden, editor at Eater Portland, about the best dumplings to try across the city. It's Thursday, September 14th. I'm Claudia Meza, and this is what Portland's talking about. So what makes a good dumpling? Like, what are the components for a solid dumpling? Yeah, I mean, like, okay, so a dumpling is so many things. So it's really hard to have, like, a, a, a cohesive answer to this question. You know what I mean? Like, a Georgian concali, it's, like, it's sort of okay for it to have, like, a thick and kind of knobby texture. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, if it's a Shanghai Xiaolongbao, like, that should be a really thin wrapper right so it's sort of like it really varies based on where the dumpling is from and and you know okay let let me rephrase that so pretty (laughs) much every culture has a take on dumplings right oh yeah absolutely of course so are there limits to what can be considered a dumpling (laughs) that's a good question (laughs) i think okay so like broad strokes i think a dumpling is basically dough uh that it's like either dough that is wrapped around a thing or it's dough that's like steamed or boiled. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like a huge category of things, right? Like when I'm thinking about dumplings, my answer is typically a little bit more restrained. So I'll say like food that's wrapped in dough that's either boiled, steamed, or fried. So like not baked. Basically, to me, if it's baked, it's a pastry. Um, matzo ball, not a dumpling. Matzo ball. Well, but, you know, a matzo ball, you, well, mm-hmm. see, there's no food inside. There's no food inside, but I do think, like, because there's a filled dumpling and a not filled dumpling, right? Because, like, yeah. a matzo ball feels like a dumpling. Chicken and dumplings. You're telling me those aren't dumplings? Those seem like dumplings to me. So I think, like, when I'm I'm going out and I'm like, oh, I'm craving dumplings. I am often craving a filled dumpling. But mm-hmm. I do think those are just two different categories. You know, like, I think for the purpose of this podcast, so we're not here for, like, three hours, stuff in dough steamed boiled fried there we go that's that's i just wanted the ground rules the of ground the dumpling rules. we were discussing <laughs> yeah, okay for sure so what's been your favorite dumpling eating experience in portland at this point like top three dumplings oh man that's so tough but i think i can do three Ooh. i know you it's like i'm always limited here <laughs> always like i want to list 14 um i think that it, again it really varies on the type of dumpling i remember my first steamer basket of Xiaolongbao at Duck House. And like Xiaolongbao have always been like one of my favorite first date foods. Like I love, I love, love, love Xiaolongbao. And I think that there are a lot of intricacies to making them right. Like again, mm-hmm. you want that really thin wrapper. They should be really well sealed so they don't fall apart. You don't lose that broth. They can't be overcooked because if they're overcooked, they fall apart. So it's like a perfect Xiaolongbao is so hard to do. And if if people do it right, it's like mind blowing. And that first basket I had at Duck House was just like such a masterclass. The broth was piping hot inside. It didn't have that like weird nugget of meat in the middle, some which mm-hmm. happens sometimes. Um, it was just all silky broth. It was just so great. 
I think in terms of dim sum style dumplings, so like hargao and shumai, um, I feel a lot of affection for Excellent Cuisine, which is one of the newer uh, dim sum places. Like their hargao is like so um, springy in this really nice way. And like the filling remains so juicy, so flavorful. They're not skimping with the like the ginger and the garlic and all the alliums and stuff. It like adds so much to it. Um, so just super flavorful and really well executed. And then like, I don't know, like everyone in Portland, I just love the bowls of um, pelmeni that I've had at Kachka. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm really sad in the middle of winter, I will go in and I will get like a bowl of the pelmeni with the fancy broth and like the garlic. I And you know, like if I'm like depressed, <laughs> um, I'm, I usually keep like a pack of the frozen ones in my freezer, take those out and it's just straight up maybe a little dollop of sour cream or yogurt, a little bit of vinegar, a little bit of butter, stir, 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 inhale. Uh, I love soup dumplings, but I got to tell you, it's just so controversial because I love kachka. I love flavored vodkas. I love yeah. the uh, horseradish vodka, especially. Mm-hmm. I love uh, all their little tasting menu stuff. I am not a fan of their dumplings. <gasps> wow. I know. I think it's because in my head, I know this isn't what it's trying to achieve, but in my head, I'm like, do you want to be a soup dumpling? Because you're not. And it bums (laughs) me out. You never will be. And you never (laughs) will be. And I want it to be a soup dumpling. And I, that's not Kochka's fault. That's not that dumpling's fault, but that's what always happens. Cause it's so brothy. And they're like, I want it to be a soup dumpling. And it feels like a soup dumpling deconstructed in a way that I'm, you want the soup inside, not outside. Yeah. How do you feel about King Kali, right? Like the Georgian, it's like a Georgian soup dumpling. It's big and knobby and you can like hold on to its little knob and you bite into it and you drink the soup out of it. Kind of an Eastern European version. I love those. There used to be a place, God, I wish I could remember the name of it, on Alberta that closed. They made such good ones. But now if I want them, I have to go to Vancouver. Where are they at? uh, At a place called Dedico. And they make both... Two of my favorite dishes, Georgian dishes, and probably the most famous Georgian dishes, kachapuri, which is like that big bread boat that's full of like cheese and eggs and you stir, 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 stir. Wait, I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it there. And I did like the king collie. When you were saying that, I was like, oh, that's fancy food I've never had. And I was like, wait, no, I just (laughs) Googled it. And I was like, no, the opposite. (laughs) No, no, I've had that. I've had that. It was delicious. (laughs) Yeah. See, so basically Eastern Europe's version of a soup dumpling. And I'm like, heck yeah. (laughs) I love I love all dumplings. I'm I'm an equal opportunity dumpling eater. But yeah, I really like that version of it. It's totally worth the tax. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> worth the time, worth the tax. Yeah. Okay, well, let's take a quick break here. And when we come back, more delicious dumplings. So what about an unexpected favorite? Like something you weren't sure you would enjoy, but was actually pretty awesome. I was like really skeptical of the chains that opened. So like Din Tai Fung. Um, you thought it was going to be overrated? I was just expecting it to be overrated. Like I was expecting it to be like just chainy. Mm-hmm. And you know, the thing about a chain is like they figure out how to be consistent. Yeah. I have this specific memory of like after like a really kind of emotional phone call, like wandering around Washington Square. And I spent like $100 at Bath and Body Works. And I was like, Brooke, I'm so sorry. I know. I don't know. It's just like how I grieve. And I I was like, I just want to like drown my sorrows in dumplings. And so I went to Din Tai Fung. I sat at the bar. I think I got like a Mai Tai. um, And I sat and I ordered uh, shrimp and pork chili wontons. 
and the pork and crab xiaolongbao. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they healed me, baby. Like, I I love, love, love those dumplings. And every single one, it's like they feel the same. Like, something I kind of like about duck houses is that they're a little... They feel handmade, I guess, you know, like, mm-hmm. I kind of like that. Like, it's a little bit of like, it feels homey while also still being like, well executed. Um, these are like pristine, like they're like perfectly rolled and thin. And the, you know what I mean? Like, it just feels yeah. like almost like mechanized and you like see the people doing it. So it's like, you know, mm-hmm. but they're just like perfect little shelling bow and like game recognized game. Like they were very good. I'm I'm curious why you haven't mentioned i think there is a restaurant in portland that is actually named right like is it shilong bao oh xlb are you talking xlb about the- yeah yeah XLB. yeah in my neighborhood yeah um so i do really like xlb it's so funny it's like i have I, i'm not anti xlb i like xlb a lot i L- let me ask you let me ask you that again brooke are you anti xlb <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I love those folks. It's one of those places that is like my neighborhood joint. What you're really learning about me today is that like dumplings are my comfort food. Like if I'm mm-hmm. in an emotionally sad place, I want to eat either mashed potatoes or dumplings. And so if I'm like having a bad day, I walk to XLB, I get like a, a steamer basket of xiaolingbao. And um, again, they make really good uh, shrimp chili wontons. Are wontons dumplings? Are those dumplings? Yeah, of course they're dumplings. Okay. You get the wrapper, you get the stuff. Yeah. They're boiled. Yeah. I love those. Yeah. No, I, I really do like XLB. I think like my go-to order there though is like they make the shrimp and it's like a shrimp and pork noodle. I was about to say, was it the noodle bowl? Because it's so good. That's my, that's so my go-to good. as well. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I could eat that every day. Um, Maybe this is like unexpected too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, There's this Thai restaurant. It's, it's kind of like South Portland energy and like they make this specific type of Thai dumpling called, I think it's called chorm wong. It's, it's this really beautiful purple color and it's folded to kind of look like a rose. It's like really beautiful. Um, and it's stuffed with like ground pork and peanuts and pickled radish. So it has this like chunky filling, I guess. But it's like, there's just nothing really like it in town. And I think it's so, it's like such a beautiful little bite of food. Um so, like, for some reason, that restaurant, like, I don't think, oh, I'm going to go to a Thai restaurant and order a bunch of dumplings. But I do tend to do that there. Like, I'll get their shumai. They have, like, a shumai version. And then I get mm-hmm. those specific dumplings. And it's they're really, really great. Nice. Okay, Brooke, what if I only had $1? Where can I get a cheap one dollar? I do get you a dumpling for $1. <laughs> one you can't. Dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I have no dumplings for you. We're going to cut a dumpling into quarters. And you can eat. Okay, what if I had two to three dollars? What if I had five dollars? Where can I get five. a cheap but tasty dumpling? And I, I want you to know that this is literally a question that Julia Fioni, our audio producer, wrote for me because it seems like we only pay her in buttons. Oh, um, I see. She, I, this is really just passive aggressive. Yeah, if I can only get one dumpling. Yeah. Okay, so. You're going to have to give Julia a tiny race. <laughs> Just one more button. <laughs> um, uh, you can get like individual bow and they're pretty like hearty. Oh, yeah. Um, at Bow Bow. And I really like that place. So these are going to be like it's a it's going to be a little fluffier. Some people might be like, oh, I don't consider a bow a dumpling. Oh, um, it is a dumpling, sir. 
I I think of it as one. And like, I find it like I can eat like a little bow and that's like, that's going to tide me over. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like a, a steamer of three is 10. But I do think like their chicken curry bow, that's, that feels like winter comfort food to me for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Again, is it a dollar? Is it $2? No. But um, I think in terms of like the best quality for the price dumplings. Mm-hmm. I really think, again, excellent cuisine is probably the place I'd go. I think that, again, dim sum, you can usually try a lot of different things and you're not spending a ton of money. And I would do Master Kong. Uh, Master Kong, I can't believe I haven't mentioned them yet. Like, really incredibly good Chinese food. I think they do a lot of things well. Their jumping are really good. Um, and they're just really high quality dumplings. And you can get a lot of different styles. So, like, the the sort of comfort food pile of dumplings you can totally get there um you know something you're dunking in black vinegar um you can get these really delicate sort of shijing bao or shaolong bao there often um and then their wonton noodle soup like absolute comfort food when i'm sick absolutely saves the day often i love it well brooke thank you so much these were really great we're going to put all of the uh places that you mentioned in the show notes so if anybody wants to go check it out we we basically named a lot of like uh taiwanese and and chinese uh dumplings i feel like most of them <laughs> yeah sorry i think that just shows our leaning <laughs> yeah well we do I, t- I mentioned the thai ones i mentioned some eastern european ones if i want gyoza i go to a fury i say right at the end <laughs> okay okay at the very end a fury <laughs> a fury if you want japanese dumplings i don't know i just a little crispy i love a little yeah. crispy guy all right well <laughs> just at the last moment you got gyoza to fury one gyoza do you think that's like what three dollars yeah a single gyoza three dollars okay cool all right pull your money together <laughs> don't fact check me And now for your microdose of news. This weekend, Solve will be hosting a couple of beach and riverside cleanups as part of their annual Clean Waterways event. They're looking for volunteers but are asking for people to sign up online. Both cleanups are taking place on Saturday. If you live on the central east side, you can help them out from 10 a.m. to noon. And if you live in North Portland, you can join them at Cathedral Park Beach from 3.30 to 6 p.m. Also this Saturday from 5 to 9 p.m., Gigantic Brewing and Anarcho Pro Wrestling are presenting Harvest Havoc, an explosive night of wrestling and music. And it's exactly what it sounds like, craft beer, homegrown pro wrestling, and loud music. I mean, I'm not sure if there's a better time to be had between those hours. For even more local news and events, sign up for our daily newsletter, Hey Portland. We'll throw a link to the newsletter and all the events I mentioned in the show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Portland. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with a friend, rate or leave us a good review. It'll really help us out. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around the city. Until then, see you at Slim's. <laughs>